The Artist Life Podcast is brought to you by Real Creative Heart. Heavy the head that reps the crown. With love, your greatness is found. So rep your crown. Live from Greensboro, North Carolina, Arts is Life. Welcome to the Arts is Life Podcast with your host, Russell C. Holt, where we sit down with artists from all career fields and we discuss their perspectives on their art and what it means to them in life. So sit back, have fun, and enjoy the ride. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Art is Life. As you know, I'm your host, Russell C. Holt, and I'm joined today with another wonderful teacher of mine um, who specializes in the film, acting on camera. Um, very insightful, informative teacher um, during my time here at UNCG. Um, as, and he's also still in the industry as well. Does he's an actor as well um, when he's not teaching and giving us his insight and everything. Um, he's a little modest and a little shy, a little bashful. Um, that's why I guess he likes to be behind the camera and not in front of it um, when he's teaching us. But um, yeah, I'd like to introduce you guys to my man, the Flan Man, AKA Michael Flannery. Thank you, Michael Flannery, for joining me today. I appreciate it. I know it was a, it was a struggle. No, but, no, no, no. Or I, or I should say, you weren't, you were selling yourself short, oh, well, I guess. Well, yeah. well. <laughs> but yes, thank you. No, it's nice to be here, for sure. Cool, cool. So uh, for those who don't know you, um, if you just want to give us a little brief background into um, what you do, how you became a teacher, and an actor. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I won't bore you too much with my early, early life, but um, I was born uh, up uh, right outside New York City and uh, came down to North Carolina when I was pretty young, um, but still had a bunch of family in New York, so I was kind of back and forth. Um, and then uh, went to college at Wake Forest University, which is down the road in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Good basketball team, good football team now. Um, and uh, I was a business major, and uh, was graduating, uh, and um, the summer between my junior and senior year at Wake Forest, I'd gotten a job offer from a, a, a Wall Street firm up there. Kind of thought of what, what I wanted to do, and um, came back from my senior year with the job offer in hand. Uh, so I, it was kind of a luxury, and I got to think about my life and all that, and realized that the degree I'd gotten and where I was going was not where I wanted to be. Um, so. Um, I ended up uh, auditioning and somehow getting into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which is a big professional conservatory uh, type acting school in New York. Um, so I spent two years in New York uh, and graduated from there. Um, and then uh, uh, spent several, several years beating around trying to be an actor. Uh, and I worked some, which was nice. Um, uh, I lived in LA and I lived in New York and I lived some back in North Carolina and commuted to places. Um, and then uh, after about 10 years of doing that, uh, I decided that I would like to uh, do some teaching. So I came back, to, uh, you have to be uh, terminal degree to teach in, in college, or at least to get tenured. So I came back and got my MFA uh, in, in acting, and uh, I've been teaching ever since. Nice, so, yeah. nice. Yeah. So what was it that drew you to teaching? Um, like, why was teaching? the route to go. Yeah, um, I, I think, well, it's a, a multi-answer, I guess, but I mean, a big part of it was I, I had a really, my first acting teacher when I got to New York, and like I went to acting conservatory with all these people who'd been acting for years and years and years, and I, I, I think I was going to play in the eighth grade, mm -hmm. because a bunch of people said you should do this play, but I, I didn't do any theater and through college, mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, so I got into this conservatory, and I was my first teacher. Um, uh, and she was just a huge, and continues to be a huge influence on my life, mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and uh, the way that she communicated and the way that uh, um, she inspired me, I, I kind of thought that uh, that's something that I'd like to do at, do at some point. Um, I also don't know that I'm totally suited to the actor lifestyle um, 
a hundred percent, you know, when I was acting and then, you know, you go months without working. Um, and, uh, I don't know that I, uh, I don't know that suited me, uh, too much free time on my hands or something like that. Right. So I think that was part of it. And I think that, um, I got married and I had, uh, three children. And I think that, uh, you know, even if I'd been doing, a, and I was working some, but even if I'd been working even more, I don't know if that would have been, um, the lifestyle I wanted when I raised my own children. Um, so I think it just, the planets kind of aligned um, and it worked out well. And so, yeah, um, yeah, nice. yeah. Now, when you went into teaching, obviously acting is something you still wanted to do. Um, how did you get into the camera, like acting for the camera uh, aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, um, from immediately upon a graduate from the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, um, for whatever reason, um, I, I gravitated towards film acting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a few professional stage credits, but I've got mm -hmm. lots, 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 lots more um, film and television credits. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Would you like to name some of those <laughs> for those Forrest Gump yes, fan, yeah. uh, fans out yeah. there? I knew that. I knew where that was going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, the biggest thing I've done is I did. Uh, I was in Forrest Gump. Uh, I had uh, two words: seats taken. Um, um, so yeah, so uh, I was in an Oscar movie, and uh, yes, uh, now you know um, the angle they kept is mostly at the back of my head. I'm not very visible as such in it, but uh, it was a lovely thing, and it was. Um, I mean, it's nice to be able to say that I did that. But well, uh, well, yeah, yeah, just to, to piggyback off that, you had lines, did. and then you were still talking about how that that movie was what, in the nineties. Night three, yeah, something like that. Still getting residuals. Still, still getting residuals. Yes. Like yeah. For two words. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. It, so, yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I've uh, I've done. Um, I did a soap opera, General Hospital, for 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 a week or so, and I uh, I did um, uh, episodic television. I did a show called In the Heat of the Night. Mm -hmm. I've done a television pilot. I've done. Um, uh, uh, movie in the last couple of years called Shifting Years. Uh, it was on, I think, Showtime or something like that. Um, I've done um, uh, some miniseries. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s when there was something called the, the TV Movie of the Week, mm -hmm. I've done a few of those. Nice. Uh, I worked with Cicely Tyson in one. It was kind of cool. I didn't get any scenes with her, but she was in it. Um, so, yeah. Yes. You do have one famous guy that was a friend of yours. We'll talk about that later if you want to <laughs> tell you can tell them the story. I won't that well I'll leave that up to you. But um with all of that information and all of that experience, um how would you say that influenced your style of teaching for the camera and um, if if any and how do you approach yeah. and how you approach it going yeah. forward now? Um I'm a big, big believer in just watching something is incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. It's a funny thing about you know being an acting teacher now, and uh, you're a grown-up man, so I don't really consider you like one of the, the, the younger people or something like that. But uh, I mean, I, I, um, for me, whether it was when I was in class or when I started to work as an actor in film and television, I never wanted to sit in my trailer. I wanted to watch people do it because I think in that watching it, you're like, oh my gosh. And I think it's the same thing in acting class now. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to watch the scene work anymore. Everybody just wants to act. But I, I think the value is in watching when you're, you know. So I, I think that um, uh, my teaching was greatly um, uh, influenced by just watching people do it, you know, to, to watch, um, you know, my scene, you know, my seat's taken as short as that was, um, I get to watch Tom Hanks work for a day right. um, and see him. And like Robert Zemeckis, the director, gave him a note. I mean, he, I don't know if criticize is the right word, but he gave him something like, hey, can you do it more like this? And Tom Hanks is, and he was, a, he just won the Oscar for um, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a star. And he just like, absolutely, and just took the note and did it. So um, I, I think that, um, I'm greatly influenced by watching, but I think I'm still, and maybe it's just me finding a way to sit on my ass and do nothing, but um, I'm still, I mean, I watch an enormous amount of television still, um, uh, not much network, but I'm watching a lot of, I watch a lot of British crime drama right now on BritBox and Acorn and stuff uh, like that, yeah. and just to watch what they do and how they do it, uh, I think is terribly um, influential for me, so I think, um, 
I hope that I just kind of had watched other people, watched what worked, what didn't work, and I think that was the, the biggest influence for me. Yeah. Now, um, are you in the camp of theater actors, are like theater acting is separate from camera acting, or acting is acting, or... Theater? No, I think acting is acting, but I also think that uh, um, uh, there are different styles. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't... Um, I don't know that I'd want to uh, go to a film acting school. And maybe it'd work out great, I don't know. And if they're teaching the other stuff, that's great too. But I mean, uh, I think that, um, look, I mean, you know, it's not my definition, it's Stanford Meisner or whatever, or whoever, but you know, acting is living truthfully in a set of imaginary circumstances. I think that's the same thing on film or, you know, to me the biggest difference is the microphone. I really do think that that's, maybe people talk about the video and all this stuff, and I, and I guess that's, yeah, I recognize that that's big, but the biggest difference is, is that if you and I are supposed to be having a conversation and it's a film, I need to talk to you in the exact tone of voice I would talk to you based on the fact that you're 18 inches or three feet from me, right. not um, like I need to project to the back row of the theater. Right. You, you mentioned something in class about theater being the actor's medium, uh, film being the director's medium. Right. Um, what made you come to that conclusion, or was that something that was told to you, or just something that you were noticing as you were going through your? I, I, yeah, I, I think I read that in a Michael Caine book, to be okay. truthful. <laughs> to you. But I mean, um, I mean, to me, what what he what he meant there was um, that, uh, and, I, and that I do agree with this, that you know, I can as a director, I can give you eighteen thousand notes uh, as on stage, but still, every night you're going to get out there, and. I can fire you, I guess, but you're still going to do it. Right. As long as I haven't fired you, you're still going to do it how you want to do it. Right. Um, film and television, uh, because I'm the editor, the director's, you know, going to have the final say. So it's like you can, you know, we, we talked about what, you know, I was in Last of the Mohicans, the mm -hmm. movie with uh, Daniel Day Lewis that was directed by Michael Mann, but I got edited out, um, mm -hmm. and I've been edited out of something else too. It's like you know, it's you can do whatever you want to do, but in the end, yeah. they're serving the movie. Um, and they're gonna do what they want to do. Yeah, I was uh, I was just uh, looking at like an article yesterday, and they were talking about that about like thir I think it was like thirteen actors that either their their uh, role got cut um, or shortened or like they got completely replaced. Or right. <laughs> and yeah. it's like yeah. like as an actor, like, it's kind of <laughs> messed up to like yeah. how do you like handle yeah. those situations where yeah. like you do the work and then you get all excited and then you right. watch the film and it, right. it's not what you yeah, so, yeah it is. so it's, it's, it's in the end it's the director's the story the director wants to tell and you've given them pieces of the puzzle mm -hmm. but they might put together the puzzle and your piece might uh, <laughs> might might not make it right yeah yeah so that's frustrating <laughs> it can be at yeah. Least. yeah on the other hand it's also I think you can wipe your hands from it and say you know, somebody can say, you know, that movie was terrible that you were in, and you're like, I didn't anything to do with it. Right. At least you got paid. <laughs> yeah, I got paid, and I, and I did what I was supposed to do, and, you know, they, they edited it away that, um, you know, I'm, I'm always really careful, especially because I'm, you know, not doing a lot of starring roles, but I'm all, you know, telling people, hey, watch this thing I'm in, because if I haven't seen it yet, because I don't know what it looks like. Right. Do you do you watch the stuff that you are in? Do you, are you one of those? That, um, or do you not like watching yourself? No, I'll watch it the first or second time. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But like, I don't. I, I'm not going back and watching stuff that I did. Yeah. And no, that's that's uh, no. Um, but I'm also not. Well, I know some people like can't see that can't um, look at themselves. I'm not like that's. No, um, I mean, I don't think I've ever liked it a ton. Right. Yeah, I'll be like, moments I'm like, oh my gosh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Most part, I'm like, oh, why should I change this? Why should I change that? So when you are, so you're teaching and you're you're still out there pursuing acting. A little um, bit. Some, some, how do you find the balance or decide what to go out for or and to, to work with you? with your life. Right. I mean, I think for me, and it's got to be different for every single person, but for me, when I decided to go back to school um, and uh, and teach, um, that became the number one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so um, now for me, it's, you know, uh, professionally, can stuff, um, can I 
can this fit into my schedule? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that I turned down many auditions because I don't. I don't know that I spend as much time with them as I would if I wasn't um, right. already have a full time job. I mean, I auditioned for something this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, just did a quick self tape. Yeah. Um, Does that help you just to like even like the audition in, in general just helps with staying sharp as an actor and like. In with your teaching, do you think? Uh, I think it helps me auditioning. I, I, maybe it helped me if I taught an auditions class, which I don't want to because I don't think I'm a very... I, um, I think I'm a better actor than I am an auditioner. Okay. I'm not saying I'm a great actor, but I'm not. I'm really not a good right, auditioner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that... Um, um, yeah, auditioning is a skill. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to touch base a little bit on that? Because some people might think... Because I just... I mean, I've heard this before, you know, like auditioning is the job. That's the, and, and like auditioning is a skill. Auditioning is the most important thing compared to getting the job because when you get the job, you can relax, you know, yep. they like you enough yep. to pay you or, or yep. want to involve you in this. So, but that audition is kind of like taking tests. Like so I personally, I don't think I was the best test taker, but I could get good grades in school right. as well. So it was like one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you want to touch bit like how like? Yeah, well, I, I do think it's. I mean, I, I think it's. Um, I I don't think it, and maybe it does. Maybe it has more to do with acting than it, than I think it does. And I'd be better at auditioning if I thought that way. <laughs> but I I think it's a really, um, I think it's uh, um, a different skill. I think it's it's um, um, more imagination. Um, um, like like I, I like the acting part that you know you're giving a hundred percent I'm giving a hundred percent and we're really and we're on the set it doesn't have to be you know uh, you know so yeah I mean the set's wherever the set is yeah. but you know you get into the audition and you're supposed to be I mean I think today I auditioned for something and I was supposed to be the the role was of the guy was working in a factory mm-hmm. um, fixing a machine. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a screwdriver that I had, and I was fixing the air. Um, and um, yeah, I think some people are really pretty good at that, um, and they can. And that, maybe that's part of acting is being able to buy into the lie of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at buying into the lie of a lot of things unless I've gotten a chance to work on it some and, yeah. and stuff like that. Do yeah. you think it's the auditioning is more challenging because compared to being on set? or like on stage or something, you have a director as a safety net to tell you, like to steer you or clear, like reel you in if necessary, whereas audition, I mean, you don't know. They know what, what they, they want. Right, you don't know what they want. Yeah. You don't know if you should make, like you obviously should make a choice, have choices, but you, it's a it's a slippery slope and a thin line sometimes depending on what it is and then like when props are involved yeah. and like yeah like it can be yeah. it can be I, a I, lot yeah I think auditioning is um, quite a bit of self confidence mm-hmm. and not I mean, I'm not even saying that the the people have to be the most self confident but you have to fake the most self confidence mm-hmm. and and I, I don't I don't think that uh, I'm great at that. Gotcha. Yeah, I, but I but I mean I do think it's like with the props. It's like I think I like today I felt I, I think I did decent at this audition, but I think I felt kind of stupid with the screwdriver screwing into the air. <laughs> uh, and I think some people would just be like, yeah, you know, like that. Right. And it's nothing to them. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of just yeah. I think committing uh, to the truthfulness of whatever's going on. Yeah, and, and it's being comfortable. Yeah, uh, you know, I, um, thinking a, a lot about like. Um, um, I play a lot of tennis, you know, and um, uh, sometimes I get too like thinking about my forehand or my backhand or like that. And I was talking to the pro at the the tennis club that I play at and stuff, and he said, "Your job in tennis is to make the other person uncomfortable and to make yourself comfortable." And I was thinking, that's kind of life, isn't it? <laughs> you know, as an actor, my job is to make myself feel comfortable. Right. And as and so if I'm auditioning, if I'm comfortable doing the audition, then I'm going to be better. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's all you can do is control right. yourself because you you can't right. know if right. you're going to get the job or right. not. Because even if you were the best um, or, like, if you had a great audition, so many different yeah. other factors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the people who at least feign confidence can kind of come into there and just like, ah, this is me. And I'm not saying, you know, I think that's, um, 
short-sighted to think that they are really totally self-confident in real life because you and I both know a lot of actors who are yeah. beyond neurotic <laughs> but who are really successful because I think somehow in that moment of auditioning they can fake it. Yeah. They're like, well, I might have my, my life might be in total ruins. Mm -hmm. I might be totally worried about this or that but in the 45 seconds or two minutes I'm going to audition for this movie, I'm going to be like, right. perfect. Yeah. You know, hey. So, yeah. Nice, nice. So, um, did you want to talk about your, your little fun story? Um, <laughs> if you want. Yeah, so, uh, uh, you know, um, when I was, uh, so, after I graduated from, from um, acting school in New York, and um, uh, I moved out to L.A. and lived there for a year, um, and then there's a huge writer's strike. Huge. This would have been 1988 to make make me make you know just how old I am. Before, uh, I was born. before you were born. Yeah. Before most everybody listening to this was born. <laughs> before the idea of a podcast ever happened. Um, but uh, so the big writer strike hit, and so like everything production in LA just kind of shut down. Um, and um, I decided that uh, I didn't want to live out in LA with nothing. I was already struggling because it's my you know graduating from school and I'd done a soap opera for a little bit and that, that was it when I was out there. So I came back to, I put my car in storage and gave up my apartment um, and what little furniture I had I lent to somebody or something like that and um, um, I came back to North Carolina um, to kind of wait it out um, and um, it turned out that uh, there was some movie shooting in North Carolina at the time. So I got an agent um, and the first audition they sent me on um, was for this a TV movie like we were talking about before, and uh, that movie was about these uh, this town in I think they set it in North Carolina. It was really supposed to be in Pennsylvania, I think, but I think they moved the setting to North Carolina, and uh, um, it's about some local hooligans in this town who threw who who like bullied the Amish people that lived in the town, and they threw rocks at the Amish buggies. And so these hooligans one night go out and do that to have fun, and one of the rocks goes through the window and hits a baby and kills the baby. And the town brings them to, or they get charged and have to go to trial. And but because the town has always been ugly to the Amish people, um, it looks like we're going to get off, um, which is not good. Um, um, but so I read for the the original role I read for was like one day. It was like a guy who was a they thought he's one of the suspects in the in the truck that hurt these people that killed the baby, but it turns out it's not. So um, um, I read for that, and when I read for that, um, I got called back. And when I read for that, when the producer said, "Hey, can you go get one of the lead, um, one of the actual kid bully kids who does the killing, mm -hmm. whatever like that?" And I read for that, and um, uh, it's my first audition um, for a movie ever. And I booked it, and I booked that role, booked one of the roles. Mm -hmm. So um, it was these four local hooligans who, um, I'm doing all this to get to the fact that I'm like wait, making this way too long. Oh, um, no, so, you no, know, it's good. You, got, yes. you need the setup. Yeah, you do, yes. yes. So, um, <laughs> this so, is, by the way, he, this is what he told us like one of our first classes when he started teaching us. <laughs> and yeah. It's, so, it's, it's so, uh, so it's, uh, um, Brad Pitt ends up being my friend in the movie that we, that we did it together. So uh, in 1988, uh, I spent a month on location doing a film with Brad Pitt before he was Brad Pitt. I mean, he was always still Brad Pitt, but before, before Thelma and Louise. Before you knew who he was. Brad yes, before you, yes. Now, he'd already worked some, and he, he had a nice career already. I'm not famous, but he'd like done a ton of work that mm -hmm. year. Um, but, um, yeah, so um, he's a... Uh, and we're not in touch anymore. Um, we kept in touch for a year or two afterwards, and he was invited to my wedding and some stuff like that. Um, but uh, he's a really sweet, decent human being, and uh, I think I probably told you guys, class, you know, I mean, we would walk down the street in this tiny little town we were filming in, and this is before he was famous, and, like, people would stop, men, women, anything, and just turn and look at him because he is that beautiful in person. Like, he, he kind of glows. So, yeah, so that's... Uh, um, nice. Yeah, and so we did this movie together, and um, what a, uh, just a really nice, fun human being. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, so how important is that to be nice and, and just a good person on set or just in in your career in general, you know, like in the acting space or in the art space. Um, 
because you know some people aren't always you know some people aren't like that um and i you know you sometimes you get people on a bad day but then some people some others are just generally just genuinely not right yeah i mean i don't think you have to i mean there's this idea of i mean i I think some actors are not the most social uh that's fine i mean i i don't i'm not saying you have to be super friendly or whatever like that and i think sometimes you know you're 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 on a movie and the star of the film who's you know a huge huge deal doesn't have doesn't take the time to stop and speak to every single person. I mean why? I mean I mean if they have that time that's lovely and if they feel comfortable doing that, that's fine but I don't think it should be that but as far as being a bad human being I think it's just kind of a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're that great at it <laughs> at acting they might put up with it for a while. I mean they need you to show up know your lines um, and not do anything that's illegal or something like that, you know. I, um, um, and I think for years they probably put up with illegal stuff, um, you know, as long as you were that good. They're not going to do that anymore. I just saw this thing today that the new Aziz Ansari movie has been stopped, mm-hmm. like they halted production, and that somebody's made an accusation against Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't. I didn't, that that's all the article, or much of the article I said I saw said. So. Um, I, I mean, I think in life in general, it's great to be good to people. Um, I think as a as an actor, um, don't do anything that's going to hold up the set. You know, don't do um, and just remember that lighting person that you're being mean to is going to be the one that lights you, and all of a sudden you've got three chins instead of one. So I, I you know, I, I think that it, it behooves you to be nice to people. Um, but I also just think that, um, and your first job is always, the, if you've done well for a director before mm-hmm. and, they've, and you've done your work and they've enjoyed working with you and they have another movie coming up, I mean, they're going to think of you again because it was a good experience and you were nice. And uh, especially if you're on location doing a film, like if you're going to be in, you know, New Mexico for six weeks together doing a movie, they want decent people. If you're in New York and you can kind of go to your home every night and yeah. come back, maybe you don't have to be so-so likable, yeah. but if I'm going to be stuck somewhere with you for a long time, boy, um, be a nice, and be nice to the crew. They work harder than you. You know, the actors are the last person, to, they're the last person to get there and the first person to leave, and that crew has worked so hard, and um, yeah, um, so I, I mean, I, I try to be, um, and I just not that much effort, to be honest with you, because they've just worked so much and they're doing so much. It's just, you know, easy for me, I guess, because who they are, to be appreciative. Right, right, right. Yes, always be nice to the janitors as well as the CEOs. Yes, I mean, I, I just think that, um, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I think that's really important. So when it comes to teaching, um, what do, what's the, be, what's the mo- most fulfilling thing for you teaching the acting for camera? Um, and what would you say is a challenge for you when it comes to that? That's a good question. I mean, um, uh, I mean, it's, it sounds cheesy or whatever. I mean, if if I if somehow in the in the universal scheme of things, if I've managed to help you. Um, help someone um, be more aware of their self-worth as a human being, then I've done a good job. I mean, you know, that to me is the bottom line. You know, it's it's not about the work or this or that. It's like, yeah, I think that uh, uh, if, I, if, 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 if I played some small role in helping someone um, be more convinced of their inner inherent self-worth, then that's a win. Um, so that that that's the uh, um, that's the thing. Uh, the negative, I, I think, you know, and it's only I'll just go where I am today. Um, I mean, uh, I think the world's changing so fast right now um, that for me, like I question what I have left to uh, to offer. You know, not to be too much of a downer, but you know, um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm 58, uh, and like you know, (laughs) yeah. I mean, do I mean, 
yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, do I, am I still, uh, for lack of a better word, cool enough or hip enough to have people relate to me enough to, um, you know, like, with your class or something else, like, I want to use an example of an actor, but it's like Denzel or, you know, it's uh, uh, De Niro or, or, you know, they might know who Viola Davis is, I hope, but, you know, there's, uh, or Stephen McKinley Anderson or, you know, whoever like that, it's like, um, you know, and they're like, well, what about the Marvel movie? And I'm like, I hadn't seen that. Um, um, so I, I, I think that, um, you know, I think the world's changing so fast. And maybe my parents or my grandparents said the same thing, you know, when they were coming over from Ireland or whatever, you know. That they, but I, I do think that, like, you know, uh, it's a big question. Like, uh, do I have anything left to offer um, to the new, to people who are just have a, you know, Different mindset, different different thing. That's tough right now. Right, right. So, do you feel the need to have to change you and maneuver to fit that younger generation to relate to them, or are you still confident enough to? No, I would say that. I, I mean, I'm trying to, but I, I mean, you know, um, I mean, that's a struggle too. It's like I watched that movie. I'm like, I didn't like that. I didn't understand it. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, um, I mean, like I'm trying to, um, and the university's doing a, a pretty good job of, of having us keep up with, you know, we do a lot of workshops and this and that. Um, so uh, um, uh, it's not easy, you know, like I'm, I'm here, I'm whining about like how hard it is to be old. But uh, I mean, I, I, you know, yes, I, uh, I'm trying, but I also think, you know, we're sort of who we are. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'm ever really going to change, um, but yeah. Um, but I mean, just having that awareness of, to acknowledge that is... I'm so, very, so, I mean, so, um, there's yes. There's a lot of people who wouldn't even have that. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, um, uh, yes, I'm... I'm uh, uh, I, sometimes I wish I was less self-aware about some things. I might, I might not worry. I might not wake up at 5 a.m. worrying about stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I am aware of that. Um, and and um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of the world changing, um, and I'm aware of like sometimes I'll say stuff now, and I'm like, well, that sounds like you know, you, you know, um, that sounds like you know. A, 58-year-old man talking or something like that. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, with that being said, what keeps you going motivated to continue to teach and continue to act when you can? Right. Just, you I, mean, I think it is those moments where, you know, like uh, of teaching, it's like, well, it's you asking me to be on the podcast. It's like, okay, well, uh, you know, so something, you know, um, uh that uh, you know maybe something I said mattered. Um, I think that's the um, that's that, and, and then you know acting's a weird thing to me. Like I know a lot of people want to act and change the world, um, which is lovely, and I'm not dismissing that. Uh, I'm more of the thing like uh, like if I was a painter, I don't think you have to paint every picture about some life changing. I think you could paint a picture of dirt, um, and if it was beautiful and meaningful, then you've contributed something. Uh, it's it's in the painting of it, I think more. It's it's in the acting of it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the the actual doing it. Like, you know, I, I flipping some channel the other day, and somebody was saying like, you know, I uh, um, I want to be an actor because I want to represent this and that, and 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 that's so great and cool. Uh, that's not why. I mean. I don't want to speak for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Speak for speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I have trouble speaking for my. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I mean, um, I just because I mean, everyone has different reasons to why they do certain things. It, does, it, it makes doesn't just because it's different from someone else's and it's they're yeah. trying to change the world and stuff like yeah. that doesn't mean that yours is invalid. You know, it's still right. valid to you. And, right. And as long as you're truthful with it yeah. and you believe wholeheartedly with it doesn't matter about, yeah. you know, yeah. if it's not the same as... Yeah. And sometimes I don't want to know why somebody does something. I mean, right. you know, I think that's a little bit more generational now. Like, people want to 
understand and uh, you know um, a, I'm a big fan of the TV show Lost um, and I'm not even sure today I can tell you exactly what it means um, uh, and I think that's kind of great like I like uh, um, I think there's a great need um, amongst uh, the younger generation to explain everything um, and um, I guess I'm a little bit you know uh, you know um, yeah, a little bit more to the mystery of it yeah it's like looking at a piece of art right. and everyone's going to have different right. interpretations of yes. it so that it shouldn't have like a one right. concrete answer yes. Yes. like it's up to yeah. for your yeah. interpretation imagination people are like I wish they'd tell me what that song was about and I'm like don't tell me what that song was about because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I like to think about what it was about to me right yeah. exactly so what advice would you give students or actors or people that are looking to teach and act and film and stuff like that. I know you have great insight when you're on set, but how about when we get how to, to get to that point or to get into teaching? And what yeah. advice would you give someone? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can only give the advice I'd give myself, which I don't listen to often, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, you know, I mean, the first thing I think is like, um, that comes to my mind is uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, I think that way too much when I was young and all that, and maybe still today, but way certainly way too much when I was young, like it had to happen now here, you know, that like it, I had to be validated at every moment um, um, and that the acting thing had to happen, you know, boom. You know, I, I did my first big movie and then I did a couple of other little things like within the month of it and then it didn't work for like nine or ten months and I was devastated. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Um, so I do think it's it's like let it let it have time to breathe. Let yes, that you don't yeah that if you're thinking that it's a hundred yard dash, it can't be. It's like a it's a lifelong thing that you're you're figuring out. That's that's one. And then um, you know as far as being an actor or a teacher or maybe anything else, a tennis player, whatever, uh, um, your self worth has. Truthfully, nothing to do with that. In my, you know, in my, whatever, uh, you know, uh, different people are going to come at it from different um, um, st uh, points of view. But uh, I, I would say that your self worth is uh, is um, is is bestowed upon you by um, um, a power bigger than I won't get to whatever. But yeah, I mean, by your creator, uh, I, I do. I think that you there that there's an inherent. Um, you have inherent value as a human being coming from God. You know, and, and if you are tied up in, if it becomes tied up in, oh, I got this job, or I beat this tennis player, or I, and this is just things I struggle with, so I can only speak for me, that, you know, if, if, if you don't recognize that, especially for being an actor, if you don't recognize that your worth is not falling or rising yeah. on your audition that day or your work that day, then I think um, you're, if, if you're taking it that, I just think you're setting yourself. I set myself up when that's, and that happens to me plenty of times, and it has happened, it may continue to, yeah. um, that it's just a road to misery. Yeah. Now, you said you were a very good tennis player, but. I didn't say I was very good, oh. I said I played a lot, oh. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I was going to ask, like, was that ever a, a thought to, like, try to go? No, I, uh, no. It's kind of funny that, uh, uh, and I didn't. I played a little bit growing up until like I was thirteen or fourteen, and then um, I really liked basketball a lot more. So I, I spent my time concentrating on basketball, which um, was never, you know, that's one of those things that's like, boy, well, that was a terrible idea because <laughs> I'm just not. I mean, I'm five foot nine, um, and that's just, you know, I'm five foot nine, and I'm not Muggsy Bogues or Spud Webb. Those are old names that nobody here will know what they mean, but. Uh, um, so yeah, um, uh, I, and then I came back to tennis at like 34, 35. Oh, okay. um, but you know, somebody asked me the other day, one of the students asked me like, what would you do if you weren't, if you weren't a, uh, a teacher? Like what would, what do you wish you'd done if you weren't acting or teaching or whatever? And I was like, uh, well, I wish I, maybe a tennis pro, but they were like, so on the tour? And I was like, no, 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 like at a club, like <laughs> just not like, not like a professional like that, but like the person at the club that, feeds balls and helps people learn how to play and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I would have had to have played a lot more and been a lot better growing up than I than I was. Yeah. Gotcha. So, art is life. That's what we're here for. In your opinion, how important is art in life? And 
do you consider them together, separate, or what, what's your thoughts on how important it is to you in your life? Uh, I, I think it's, um, yes, I think art is. I mean, I think, uh, I think that um, movies or TV or the stage or whatever as um, an expression of the human condition is hugely, hugely important to me. I mean, I think that, um, I think to, um, and it can be something as meaningful as lost, but it can be anything else. It's like if, if you're letting me look at what humanity is and giving me some either thought about it or comfort from, from it, for it, or, you know, that, uh, um, yeah, I think for me, um, the, 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 the way that life's been communicated to me through um, film and television or the stage has uh, um, been incredibly, incredibly important. You know, I, you know um, I look back on these movies that I've seen, and it's funny, I don't, I'm not a big re-watcher of movies, which is kind of crazy, because I have these yeah. movies that I love, 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 but I don't want to watch them again. Yeah, I'm, Be I'm the same way. Um, Depending, unless it's like like a, a comedy or something like so, or something yes. that's on TV, right. I might watch a little bit. But yeah, I'm the same way. It's just interesting. It hit me at one point in my life and meant so much to me. And I'm afraid if I go back and watch it now, I'll be like, well, that's you know, that's not yeah. nearly as good as I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like gosh, I mean, some of the stuff. And you're right. I mean, I watch my my kids and I watch Home Alone every Christmas. I can yeah, watch that. Yeah, every, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think for me also, I think it's more so like so many movies I haven't seen I have to, that I still have to right. watch, and then there's so many movies coming out, and, right. it's just get, and it's all this content, it's so much content, so you gotta. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think. You gotta be in a mood. <laughs> yeah, I think we, you know, it's, um, like I think that's the, the beauty of film and television or, or stage work or, or stage or going to see a play or something. I, you know, I was, um, you, you know, you say like I ended up, I, I was, um, uh, business major at Wake Forest and how did I end up in acting school after that and all that stuff but what I didn't say is after the my freshman year at Wake Forest when I was working up in New York over the summer I went and saw um, uh, my uncle had a big big job up there and uh, got free tickets to a lot of plays on Broadway and he took me to see um, a play called Master Harold and the Boys um, um, with um, an actor named Zelko Ivanek, who you'd recognize, and then Zakes Mokai was a very famous South African actor, and Danny Glover was in it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it was two and a half hours, no intermission, wow. and it was about um, apartheid in South Carolina, in South America, in mm -hmm. South, South Africa. Sorry, it's about apartheid in South Africa, and uh, I mean, I was mesmerized. I mean, I, it's. Uh, um, and he, you know, here I am, this college-age white student, and all this stuff. And I don't think I knew that much about. I mean, I knew South Africa wasn't a great place, but I didn't realize that 95% of the population was was um, was controlled by 5% of the population. I didn't realize. The, and, and in the play, the the boys, the 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 African servants who work in the tea shop that his parents owns are much more like parents to him than his own father. And to watch them interact, uh, it was, I mean, I think now, you know, how did I end up being an actor? I think seeing that play somehow planted a seed in me because it was so um, devastating and, and, and like, provoking to me, thought-provoking, that, that I never quite got, got it out of I still have it in my mind today, and it's kind of, it's a hard thing to say now because people like, give me a play you love and I'll, I'll mention that as one of the plays I love and they did it a few years ago somewhere and now that thank goodness South Africa is not the same place it was it has a, a, a true government now but so if you watch the play now it doesn't make any sense right. so people go and see it and I saw that Michael it was okay yeah. and I'm like well you can't understand it because it's not the place it was when you saw it when I saw it right. yeah I mean, they still should be able to appreciate and understand that it's part of history and right. stuff like that. But it's a period um, piece now. Yeah. It's like going to see Rent now. <laughs> you know, people go see Rent, and I mean, the whole point of Rent was that uh, AIDS was basically a death sentence. Mm -hmm. You know, if you got if you were HIV positive, then you were going to die. Mm -hmm. You know, now you go see Rent, and with the anti-retrovirals anti and all that stuff, and it's people are living with, with AIDS. Uh, it, the, the movie doesn't, the play doesn't quite have the the pop that it does back that it did back then. 
Well, Mike Flan, man, I appreciate your time. <laughs> well, I thank just got you. two more questions for you. Yep. Um, so what's what's next for you? Um, do you plan on ever going back and doing some theater, or is it strictly film, or what? What you got? Any, what's what's on what's on your agenda going forward, if anything? Um, Outside of teaching, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you know the professional theater here in Greensboro is kind of on hiatus right now. If they ever and I worked, at, I've done three or four shows there, maybe or something like that over the years. So I think that would be. Um, lovely, um, um, but that's uh, there's no um, feeling to me like being on a film set, and that's just I guess that's just the way that, that I was made. Is that I mean I like being on stage, and I, I people say like I don't want to do a film because you don't get that rush of people clapping for you, and I get that, and that's great that that's somebody's experience. For me, when I hear you know rolling sound, speed, action. That gives me a uh, a feeling like nothing. So um, I mean, I hope that I'll still um, um, do some film and television. Um, uh, and I, like I said, I auditioned this morning for something. So who knows? But uh, um, uh, in the immediate thing, we we finish up school in a week, and then exams are over in about ten days. And uh, I'm going to play as much tennis as I possibly can <laughs> until um, August when we come back to school. Nice. You're also filming and making a short film with some of the students yep. here. Um, it will be premiering next fall. Next August, or, yeah. Yeah, in fall. Yep. Um, yeah, do you want to talk about any, a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, we commissioned, um, I mean, I think UNCG is, uh, uh, i got a lot of great things, and one of them is I think we're pretty forward-thinking, and I think that, uh, I know that a few years ago, two, three years ago, we had this thought that, like, what if, as well as doing the plays we do for a season, what if we started doing some type of web series or sh uh, a collection of short films? And um, uh, they decided to commission three screenwriters to write short films, um, and the screenwriters were people of uh, minority population, nice. um, so so minority representation in the in the um, screenwriting, um, and so um, we were supposed to film like. Uh, <laughs> in August of 2020, and then COVID, like that semester. So it's basically been put off every semester. Mm -hmm. We had the three films. Mm -hmm. And so we finally decided to do it this semester, and we're doing it, uh, and we, I even pushed it to the end of the semester so to get everybody as away from COVID as possible. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so uh, three short films, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes um, with student actors. Um, uh, and and uh, um, we're filming tonight. It's like eight o'clock. As soon as it, it's an outside scene, which scares the hell out of me because uh, I don't film or I don't act. I don't direct much outside. So we'll see how uh, if you can see anything. If it's you know, if, um, but it's a it's a um, it's a it's a good thing. And I and I think we should do it. I think we will do it every year from now on. I, I don't think you can have. Uh, you can you can do whatever you want. But I think it's difficult now for me to imagine a place with serious um, acting training that isn't recognizing. I mean, there's so much streaming content that's needed now. I mean, there's right. just, I mean, it's yeah, just. Yeah, COVID proved that too. Right. Like, even with the, the theaters and, you know, that's why Hamilton, you know. Yep. And now they're going to be do, probably doing more of that yep. as well. So it's it's good. And yep. then, um hopefully it'll, you know, provide more opportunities both in the theater as well as on screen. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think there's just, and there's, every time I turn around, there's a new streaming network that's shooting a new thing. Every and, cable channel has yes, to have one. So every, absolutely. And so, you know, cable all over, but you pick and choose and still have to pay the right. same amount. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I hope that from every year from now on, we'll do, and I think we will, do some type of um, film project. I shouldn't direct all of them, but uh, um, yeah. Well, you get to start it off. Yes, I'll start it off. You get the ball rolling. Yeah. So what are, what are the names of them? In uh, uh, one is called The Rules. The Rules. Uh, and one is called Popsicle Stand. Popsicle Stand. And one is called... I can't even now. It's, it's our it's our friend Aaron Allen. I can't think of the name of it Dang, right now. Dang, Aaron. He, he, Good gosh. Uh, just no Aaron just, Allen's um, Yes. Uh, um, oh my gosh. This is like I'm having a senior moment. Uh, but it's a. It's a. Um, it's called the boot. The boot. Written by Ben Holbrook. Oh, yes. A former yes, UNCG yes. alum. If UNCG alum who wrote it and uh, and Aaron Allen uh, gets a boot to the face in it. 
He, uh, Aaron yes. Allen, he will be graduating with me. For yes. Those. So, uh, and we've shot part of that, but we've got to shoot the scene Sunday afternoon where Aaron comes into the classroom to confront the, the girl, the, the, the woman who threw the boot at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a bloody nose and uh, all this stuff. And so, yes, yeah, so that's going to be quite a shoot. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be there as an yes, extra. Yes, you will, yeah. So you'll see me in a little cameo. Yes. Uh, so when, um, how can people check them out when they're done? I think the UNCG will provide some type of thing on the website to okay. to, to um, link to it, cool, stuff cool. like that. So we're shooting them all in the last so for the last month we've been shooting them and I should be we should be shoot, finish shooting by maybe a week from now and then I get all summer to edit them okay nice. which I'm going to uh, need all summer which to edit by the time this comes out it'll probably be in the summer okay so yes you'll <laughs> yeah. be working on the films yep. while yes. you watch it in so I'll summer. be editing and uh, yeah cool cool so how can we follow you and or follow follow the journey on you know knowing when these are finished uh I'm not on any type of uh, <laughs> just Per, go to. I'll put in UNCG's you, 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 you take care. Website. Yeah, put on UNCG's website check or, or check out Aaron Allen. We'll. Uh, yeah, we'll yeah, you're gonna yeah, plug. Yeah. yeah, follow Aaron Allen. He'll yes, he'll have yes. it for sure. Yeah. So I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, thankfully for some uh, or most, maybe I am. Uh, I don't have a. Uh, I have a Facebook, but I don't really um, participate. Um, yeah. um, and I'm still. Uh, yeah, I'm still getting used to that world. So my wife's on well, Instagram. By the time you get used to it, it's yeah, gonna be it's, long yeah, I was about gone. to say, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll finally get going, and they'll be like, "What's that?" No, like, no yeah, one's there yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in the metaverse. <laughs> well, Mike Flannery, I appreciate it. Um, final question. Yes. When it's all said and done, what would you like your legacy to look like? Wow, that's like you just wanted to like. To, um, you gotta set him up and spike wow. it. Ace. Wow. Tennis analogy for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would hope that people would say, um, uh, and maybe especially my children, but but everybody, but especially my children <laughs> would say um, that he made me feel better about myself. Um, now, you know, I, I tell my kids a lot, my best hope for you all is you all say, you know, he was kind of uh, crazy and, and helpless and wasn't that great of a father in a lot of ways, but I do believe he loved me and he made me feel better about me. So, yeah, that would be it. Hey, that's all, you know. That's, that's what it. else can yeah, you what say? Else, that's it. Making someone else feel better about themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to leave a legacy for sure. Well, Mike Flannery. Caught, this is probably the most I've caught him by his first name <laughs> since knowing him. I usually call him Flannery or Flan Man. But uh, yes, appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, thank you for uh, your insight, uh, wisdom, and having having this time with me and spending it. It was fun for sure. Oh, it was great. <laughs> thank you guys for take. Yeah, thank you guys for another episode of <laughs> YouTube watching, and I'll see you again. And peace, love, and blessings. Peace.